dude, I feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys. Come in with a purpose and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it. From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the farm system. Fellas, 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 and the ladies, welcome back to another episode of The Farm. Co, what's going on? I know you got over there. I saw you at the Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, no, Jolly Ranchers. I was just watching Tank over there with the minefield of cords. <laughs> I was watching my man. So he's walking. It's his all birthday, but he's he's still gonna get God if he does something silly. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let her be, let let him in the show right now. Everybody's got to sing him Happy Birthday. Okay, he got his hoodie on. He came to impress. There he is. Oh, oh, here, just buddy. hammering the mic. Just hammering the mic. Come here, buddy. Thank you. There he is. Okay. There we are. Every, every, make sure to say um, happy birthday to Tank on Second Instagram. Appearance. Even though by the time you guys hear this, it'll probably be a week out. Oh, yeah. But still, you know, Tanky needs his love too as well, right? <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Starburst and Jolly hey. Rancher. Hey. All right, so we got Jolly Ranchers and Starburst just going That's live crazy. right now. Just, That's just crazy. going in. We're about to catch an NIL. Or yeah, just NIL deal from that. Um, <laughs> like. I'm just saying, Starburst are a little bit more juicy. Well, There's something you got to chew. You know, well, like yeah, like you got to. That's true. You just, I think you just be slobbering yeah. on your Jolly Rancher though. Well, you know, you know I watch I watch what tank tank slobbers everywhere. So I'm just taking after the little man. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I'm in on the Starburst. No. Orange Starburst only though. That's that's my move. I'm orange picking, Starburst. I'm orange Starburst. That should be a crime. And then the red Jolly Rancher. Absolute. If they align. If they align, if they align people that might have some mental issues, <laughs> it's definitely aligned. There's a correlation with orange people that like orange Starburst, yeah. and I guess, and at the same time, I mean, I guess I'm the one getting therapy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, Tank is my therapy. All right, I agree. Right, hit the hey, mic again. Support huh? dog. He's he's all about his wandering right now. Yeah, he's figuring stuff out. He's wandering like us. There's some, people are gonna wait for us to get into here. Here. <laughs> They're fast forward 10 seconds, so get there. <laughs> Sometimes you got to check in. Yeah. Okay, so we're a week away. I hope y'all can hear me just slobbering on this Starburst right now. <laughs> um, a week away from being in season, what, uh, opening day is? Uh, 31st, right? Yeah, 31st is the first uh, official opening day. So there's teams like uh, LA and Anaheim are playing in LA currently, not in Arizona, but they're still exhibitions. So I believe first pitch, first game is the thirty first. That's when opening day is for everybody. Nice. So okay. So now they've been. I know the big leaguers are like at this point in spring training. They're like, man, can it just be over? Oh man. I think the, the first. One, how about the ones at the WBC? Oh they man, they're the, like we've the been highest playing. intensity they'll play for eight months. One hundred percent. Yeah, and I think that that's the. You got that thought process like that goes along with that. It's just like, um, you know, mainly spring trainings for pitchers, anyways. Mm. Um. Yes, hitters, you know, are getting moving. They got a chance to like show what they've done, X, mm -hmm. Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. But in large, um, in large, it's for the pitchers to get their arms ready. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, too, for guys to get settled in. Um, when it comes into yes, you like, great. Because there's some guys that's like, man, I wish the season would start right now. Like, I'm yeah. hot. Mm -hmm. Everything's amazing right now. I want to hit. Other guys are like, thank God we're not live right now because right. I don't want any of these stats. <laughs> um, I'm hitting 120 right now. And, yeah. you know. Like Dansby. Dansby yeah. was hit, what, like 81 when we looked last week or yeah. like that? Crazy. Yeah. Was like, also, too, I don't think he's I don't think he's stressing about it too much. No, no. no. Didn't he just sign that massive deal with the Cubs? Yeah, it was like seven years or six years, something like that. He signed a big contract. Oh, yeah, he's, he's good for a while. He'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. settle back in. That's a big market for him. Yeah. No, for sure. It's gonna be, uh, yeah, he's going to do well. 
Big thing. Yeah, yep. no, him and then uh, what they signed Bellinger and Mancini, Mancini, yep. however you say his name. So yep. they got a couple, couple of them that Cubs made some moves. They also um, just so you know we're PR uh, P, uh, PD guys. Is that uh, they just came out with a story just recently that about how much they increased. I forgot what stat they looked at. Like weighted, it was like weighted runs scored or something like that. Like or some plus plus mm-hmm. system. But anyways, analytics wise, I was just looking at it and the Cubs had one of the biggest. Um, uh, years from year over year of increase uh, for their minor league hitters, um, which again I quote tweeted and I was like uh, added stone and I was mm. like I was like I guess some of that stuff works, huh? Mm. Um, yeah, so I think that that's that's big too. Just I think they're starting to they have some young guys that are coming up that are going to be pretty good. And if yeah. at a minimum they're also going to be a place where they can trade the other guys away to get some vets. Like let's right. say they make a run, then they can you know trade some of those guys away and get some bigger guys and then also yeah. and or get some draft picks mm-hmm. right so it's like hey we developed some guys some other team needs them because they're making a playoff run right and then i can grab like their number one pick or the number yeah. two pick or something mm-hmm. like that and trade some of those guys away so yeah they're starting to put themselves in a pretty good position yeah i mean you know no bias here cardinals fan i hope oh, they don't boy. make a run but <laughs> no. give give goldie a couple more years <laughs> before he's done so yeah no no yeah goldie's didn't uh, realize he's getting like, old. how old is he like 34 35 something like that yeah, he's mid-30s so Mm. Um, yeah, yeah he, I think he he's only got a year or two time. left on the contract. That's, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, and then I feel like, I mean, but didn't he just want an MVP? Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty good still. He just won an MVP and then was not on the top 10 players in the MLB list that was released recently, too. Fun yeah, fact. that's rough. I'm like, man, that's What tough. you got to do? <laughs> I think Arenado's on it, the runner-up to the MVP on the same team. Event. Wow, that is interesting. Isn't that? I wonder how they did that because like Julio Rodriguez was on it. Not that he's not good. What is he playing? Right is here. he playing first of the Cardinals? Yeah, 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 first. So I know Arenado. Well, he won a Gold Glove too. I'm pretty sure Goldie did. So it's not like you can like knock him defensively. He did. Yeah, he but did I mean, fine. I I feel like don't get me wrong. If you're an infielder, you love to have a really good first baseman. Mm-hmm. That's never the the yeah. question. But I also think it's hard for people don't regard first basemen's as highly defensively compared to mm-hmm. like center fielder, yeah. shortstop, second baseman, mm-hmm. even third baseman's obviously. Yeah. First base is like one of the last runs you get. It's like, I think people just think it's like, I played first base a couple times when I got hurt. Mm. It's a different world over no, there. It was way different. Yeah. Yeah. It's his own skill set for sure. Mm. I also agree though that it's more of a skill than it is necessarily like, you know, like short or something like that is like more athleticism. Yeah. But, um, and I think that's why it gets so highly regarded. But there's a particular skill set that you need, oh, you know, 100%. playing with uh, playing with them yeah. at first base for sure. Well, I mean, you played second base, you, like you know the the buns that you have to cover first, and mm-hmm. you're over there. It's like the footwork around the bag, guy running down the. I mean, you know, I'm gonna again not trying to be biased, but the angles on that particular play usually aren't in my favor as a second baseman. But yeah. you know, you get those angles, something down the line, or like you know ball deep in the the four holes of second baseman when they play shallow right field in the shifts. Um, you know, that angle's tough for a first baseman. You yep. miss slightly to, you know, non-glove side. Well, I mean, like there's that. a lot of uh, shoulder dislocations. There's a lot of really good hitters. Crazy. People put people on first and being like, oh, well, you won't have to throw. Mm-hmm. But then there's a lot of dislocations, like guys reach mm-hmm. across the bag and then right. a guy runs into their arm and mm-hmm. then, boom, you dislocate yeah. a shoulder or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happens a lot, too. There's a lot of injuries at first base. Yeah. Like you're saying people step on your ankle or something like that. Well, Obviously, especially when you're younger, when kids are kind of a dick. Yeah. You know, like that that definitely <laughs> yeah. happens a lot more. Well, that's what, too, back in uh, 
you know, growing up in Kansas City, I got to watch the Royals when they won the World Series, and that was uh, Hosmer was their first baseman. And that was the first one of the first times. I mean, oh, I know. There he goes. That was one of the first times, too. I'm sure plenty of first basemen have done it. But I saw first baseman, and it was him where, he, like, on long hops, he would step back behind the lane um, to give himself a more favorable hop to, to field it rather than yep. trying to go force a short hop or pick mm-hmm. it. Um, and that footwork's hard, you know, it playing is. around with it, just having so many opportunities in college to take ground balls. Yeah. Like you play around well, with that it's the only, it's hard. It's the only position where – that's why we say it like, hey, field it like – or or catch it like a first baseman because it's the only position that you really do that at. It's mm. very rare for you need to do that at second or third. Mm. You know, like when there's a bang-bang force play, it – you know, there, it's it's a, rarely – usually you're going – you're looking for another bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also with it, like, you know, again, um, you're mostly tag plays, right? Yeah. There's almost always a tag play. Mm-hmm. So it's there is that, that interesting dynamic when you're at, at first base that, you know, like, hey, like, I'm just catching this ball and it's a force out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, you know, again, along with that, like – and then also because you're fielding it from – you're also getting those throws from so many different angles, mm. right, comparatively to, you know, when you have, uh, you know – especially too, like, okay, there's rarely a force play. And then also too, it's only going to be from particular, you know, positions, Mm -hmm. right? Like, um, almost every position is going to be throwing to first base as a force play. Um, there's almost never, I remember one time this was, this was me feeling cocky. (laughs) I remember, uh, the guy had a single to center field, like sharps, a single I was playing center in uh, junior college. The guy's a sharp ball to center field. Um, he rounds it, kind of rounds it kind of hard, and he's a more heavy set guy. And I was feeling my arm, so I came up <laughs> and tried to back back pick him at first, and he just ran to second because mm. um, I had such <laughs> you know the ball's in the yeah. air for such a long yeah. time. It's like by the time the guy catches it, you know, transfers throw to second base. Like mm. you know, my coach had to tell me stop being a hero <laughs> and uh, just throw the ball in. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, it just rarely happens, right? Where it's like okay, again, like you're you go into those other bags. Um, again, you're not going to have a, a force play generally at all. And then also mm-hmm. too, if you are having a force play, um, you know, from it's almost never from the outfield when it is, it's, mm-hmm. you know, extremely hard hit ball, something like that. Usually it's from an infield, you know, position. Mm-hmm. And then also too, along with that, a lot of times when you are fielding it from an infield position, someone's already tapped their bag first, mm-hmm. unless like a shortstops in the hole, you know, something like that, right. Where right. like he comes over and he, he throws it that way and he just tries to get a force over there at mm-hmm. third or something like that. Um, or again, you know, six hole and he's just trying to get bang, bang on right. second base and you only get one or something like yeah. that. Um, but again, obviously, right. First base is mm. that's all majority. What you do yeah, is that you're just plays. doing that. So if you haven't played and then obviously like we talk about as well, just even from shortstop moving over to third is, you know, those angles mm. that you just, it's a difference in, in how the ball comes off the bat is very different angles, the spin, all that stuff. Yeah, because you played all infield positions, right? Kind yeah, of, I played you know, utility. Bounce around. around. Yeah. Say, this was this was always a, a hot take. Everyone disagreed with me, but I played. I I pretty much played all of them. I never really played much third in college, but mm-hmm. I took reps and I played there some in high school. And my hot take was, everyone thinks second shorts interchangeable. No. And I I think I would rather play second, second third. And third than short and yeah, second. Yeah. You know, yeah. if they're going to sub me in to be like, hey, like, which one would you choose? I'd be like, well, I hated third base. But if I was to just mm-hmm. the, the way the the game was played and the yeah. angles that were created and, uh, you know, kind of the flow of the game, I felt like short was so much different than second. 
And she over there crying. She over there crying. <laughs> 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 no, but, but no, everybody always disagrees. T- Taylor over there. Listen, we all got our candy. Taylor over there eating her, her, her peanut butter. Her, her, her peanut butter. <laughs> and Jarrell back there laughing, too. He acting like he not eating a Crunchable back there. That boy. <laughs> well, we got the whole, the whole office a snacking right now. We buying, in, we buying into to Tanky's plan. We all snacking. Yeah. But no, no, no. Like, like you were saying, like, um, well, I think the one thing about short that's unique to its position compared to everywhere else is you play generally more aggressive, mm. right? Like you were attacking almost every ball that's off the yeah. bat, right? Um, again, there's a, you're the furthest away from first base generally, right? People would go like, what about third? But third plays more in. Right. So th- shortstop, you're playing on like the grass, mm. if not, you know, a couple steps in maybe from the grass mm. at the higher levels you play fully back um, they expect you to have an arm they expect mm-hmm. you to be able to do those things when you're younger they make you play more up because yeah. the balls are hit softer and mm-hmm. the guys don't have the arm um, that so they have to play more in mm-hmm. um, but other than that yeah so everything's like again like I'm gaining ground constantly right. second base uh, you can wait a little bit mm-hmm. um, a lot of coaches again that kind of eats some guys up like yeah. I know it messed with me when I first went to second is like I felt like especially because I had the arm I had mm-hmm. I was sitting too much, mm. um, and I just ball started eating me up because yeah. I was just waiting mm-hmm. too much. Um, but it is like you got to know how to play that space, um, and then also too uh, third. It's like we talked about. We talk about that all the time. It's like you got to rock it or it's soft. Mm. It's it's yeah. it's one or the other. And I really like third because, um, especially growing up in an academy where. Um, it's hard to go side to side, like mm-hmm. in a cage, like it's hard to open up a lot of cages and like really get the field like that. And so, um, I was always inside, so I always worked my hands a lot. Mm. So, um, I was always getting like just picking and like doing those things. So I had, I could pick pretty good. Mm-hmm. Always got, always had decent hands. Like again, like I know we've done it in here, you know, like I'll close yeah. my eyes and pick and stuff like that. Um, but we start challenging the feet now. Again, I'm more flat-footed, just yeah. like, and I, I know people say flat-footed, but like, mm-hmm. no, 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 like, in, like really, like, <laughs> my feet are actually flat, right? Yeah. Where other guys, again, have bigger arches in their feet, like all those things. Yeah. And insert, like, insert smart and soul uh, snippet right there. Yeah. To see your gait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <probably> walks. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have, I have really flat feet. I, I, I collapse into my arches, mm. you know, quite a bit. So it's hard for me to stay on the balls of my feet. So not only that, and then also like that uh, opponent to... I'm really good at being stable, which is like at third base when you right. can kind of just pick and like really hard hit balls and like body and things mm-hmm. like that. Plus, I also played um, majority of my career too when I was younger. I caught, so I was always sitting in a squat and like dorsiflexion yeah. with like the bottom of my. So I got yeah. really, you know, again just doing that for years. I played, mm-hmm. I played catcher like a good basically all the way till I got to college. Yeah. Um, was majority of the time a catcher just because I had a good arm. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, again, I got I was kind of athletic catcher behind the plate. Yeah. Uh, the point that you made uh, about the hands was kind of interesting because uh, everything that we always did uh, growing up, we did a lot of paddle work, you know, like the flat yeah. pad, right? Yeah. And so, like, with that, too, it's not so much about picking the balls. It is creating the hop that you want mm-hmm. with your feet. Exactly. And so, like, 90, I would I say probably 90% of our ground balls and, yep. you know, preseason, offseason – when it was cold, you know, yeah. I know you were out here, so you were outside more often. Yeah. It's also scorching hot, so we <laughs> wanted to be outside very often. I yeah. say, we, you know, we'd have three, four months of the season, our season, that we'd be indoors. And we would do all footwork stuff, essentially, with the paddle, looking back at it. And then I felt, and then I played short in high school, but I always felt like I wasn't really a great shortstop. I just felt like I was a pretty decent athlete for where yeah. I was. So I was like, you know, I played short. But then when I got to college... And then I started seeing all the guys that were like, hey, we're going to play him over you at short. We're going to move you to second. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, at first I'm like, 
what? It's like, I played short my whole life. But then yeah. I started like, you know, removing myself from the emotion and looking at it. I was like, w- all of them have way better hands than I had. Like way better. And two, that's what they did pregame. You know, I'm over there doing like wall ball, trying to create a hop. And they're over here like doing short hops to each other, you know, picking the ball. And I thought that was interesting was, you know, uh, learning the difference between like creating the hop you want. But then when you get to short, it's kind of like, you know, like what you were saying, more aggressive. You, Yes, you can kind of pick the hop depending on the type of ball, but there's also a lot of plays. That yeah, you're gonna put yourself you, in. Yeah, you, you kind of have to just, you know, make the play. Yeah, you know, there's some you can create some space on some plays. You can some of them that are a little bit softer hit. Yeah, or have the you know played on turf. Well, and you get didn't some have bounce. You also but. didn't have that crazy of an arm though, right? No, I mean I didn't though. Yeah, I mean I was you know I'm well, saying like but. that's the other thing is like I I remember watching, so we played with um, my last year. Um, uh, we had Stubbs at shortstop. He's one or shortstop, and he had crazy hands. Like he put himself not in the greatest spots, but then he would like Pick recover. It. Like the ball would kick, and he would just barehand it. Yeah. Like he would do that all the time, and I'd be like, "But he had massive hands." Mm. So like he just had gargantuan hands. So he used to do these like crazy plays. Mm. Um, and then, but yeah, like he threw ninety something across the diamond consistently. Yeah, that helps. Um, yeah, and he yeah again like he was across the diamond like mid nineties like mm-hmm. um, so he would wait on balls and then just gas him across the diamond. And then mm-hmm. we also had the opposite of that. Um, we also had Pablo that played with us too, and he was our defensive uh, like shortstop where it was all skill based. Like mm-hmm. again, uh, California boy, right? The same thing where it's just like defense was like really on that side of things. Um, where Stubbs like was more of just like a really good athlete mm-hmm. and just like found ways to make plays. Yeah. Um, but again, like with it, it's like, and also had more range and all those other things. But like Pablo was just really good with like angles and all mm-hmm. that. It's just like a different type of player of how he played short. And he's also a shorter guy, so he didn't cover as much ground either. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of that. Like, I also think at short though, one of the things I always say too is like, they make a lot of plays look routine, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, again, if you put yourself, if you, get, if you can get there with your feet, you make a lot of these places look, you know, these plays look routine mm-hmm. uh, comparatively where, you know, other guys are having to make this crazy ass play because mm-hmm. their feet are not in a good position and right. now they're going to have to have amazing hands to recover. And that's what happened to me a ton. Oh, we got a visitor. Hey, last time we had a visitor is the farm phone. A few moments later. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I thought that was interesting going through that that process. You know what else I thought was was cool is uh, not going to be a, a, you know, hasn't been an issue for a few years. But I saw this picture on Twitter not too long ago was uh, when the A's played where the Raiders played the Coliseum there and they had the football field and they still had it all like lined up for the football field. And then you see in like in the deep six hole how far that throw actually is to first base. Yeah. And uh it was it was funny because you know end of my career my arm did not feel great yeah. and so anytime I played short I was like you know please God don't let them hit it to the six hole um, but there was a play and it's like the one of the last games I I played that was in the six hole and everybody was like making fun of me it was like I'm surprised it ever got there blah 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 and I was like I don't think you guys realize how far of a throw that is to first base and then yeah. I saw this picture and that's like a fifty ish yard throw roughly depending on where you field it but yeah. um, if you go like deep six hole some of those balls that the shortstops are filled in glove or uh, you know uh, in the six hole arm side mm-hmm. and then turn around and throw it well i was about to say like, that's that, that's the, the, the hardest part becomes is that you're running the opposite direction yeah and them to like, stop yeah stop and throw, and that and is throw crazy. And, and your momentum everything's going yeah. the opposite way yeah which is obviously like you know you go like jeter's you know like why he did that move and yeah. like all those other things of like how you know people right learn to deal with it mm. but also too like guys with really good feet with good really good range could still get around it mm. and or 
they charge it more directly, mm-hmm. cut it off at an angle, backhand, and like you know go on the run and like, mm-hmm. go across the body that way. Now, obviously, when a ball smoked, I mean, you know, yeah. again, there's all those in between, right? Of right. like learning what you can do and like what angles you take. Some guys is like, yo, I can't. That ball's hit too hard. I can't run at it on an angle mm-hmm. like that. And other guys can, right? Mm-hmm. And they charge it more, and they can they can make that play. Yeah. Um, with the ball hopping that fast, because I remember too when I was in um. When I was in high school, I remember getting to balls but i just couldn't throw them out yeah right um, and it it just happened it happened a ton where i was just like i would get there and then i'm just like i just didn't have the arm yet right and i just couldn't throw them out so but but if if let's say that you were not going to keep developing and it's like mm-hmm. okay well then now i either got to play in or i got to go get everything really aggressively yeah. right and now i got to go field and i'm going to also boot some balls because now some ones that somebody else could just wait on mm-hmm and let it hop three or four more times, right? Yeah. For me, like, you know, if that was the case and my arm never got stronger, well, then I would have had to keep going and, and yeah. charging. Um, you know, for me, I, again, my arm just developed, so I used to mm-hmm. pick it up, pat, like, two, two, yeah. three times, and then, let it eat. you know, let it eat across the diamond, throw mm-hmm. as hard as I could, yeah. you know? No, and you know what's funny, too, is, like, uh, just talking about that, the constraints, is uh, by the end of my career, I played a lot more shortstop, you know, more mature, just, you know, could handle the the intensity of that position but ended up playing more shortstop but my arm had gotten worse and worse throughout college it just hurt more and more not as strong and so we'd always uh work on me and my third baseman uh Aiden we'd always work on if I got anything in the six hole that I couldn't get around and work through mm-hmm. that I would just like pick it and glove flip it to him glove he flip would, it so he get the hut and we'd do it all the time in practice where like if I couldn't get around the backhand yeah like, I wasn't getting the guy out anyway yeah I, we had Second a better do that a lot yeah we had a short. better shot and then it was funny because he was a shortstop the year before on second base, and then we both flipped over yeah. uh, the next year. And so we're like, bro, we already did this up the middle. I was just yeah. like, anytime I get anything in the six hole, if I can't get around it, I'm just like, I'm trying to scoop it to you and yeah. just hope that it gets in the air, mm-hmm. you know, and then catch it. But it's just funny, the constraints that, you know, we have as athletes or, you know, players, and then we create, you, play you know, creative ways which, to do it. Because our other shortstop through like 92 across the infield and he was like yeah why are you doing that and i was just yeah. like well my ball takes about 37 seconds to get across, get across the infield like yeah I, it's just an option that i had to make yeah you know? and and i mean and that was the same thing too is like if you look at that from like a hitting perspective same thing right like there's things that you're going to be able to do that other guys are not going to be able to do mm. and so you're basing your approach off of that's an approach right it's a game strategy yeah that you have hey when balls are hit like that I have to go get them. Mm-hmm. I have to wait back. I have to take this angle. Right. Well, like hitting, depending on how you move and what you're capable of and all those other things mm-hmm. too, you're going to be slightly different. Um, and also what strategy you have to like, again, approach like, like when a guy is thrown across his body like that, I have to do X. I have to right. close off a little bit more. I have to let the ball get deep. I have to hit it out front. Mm-hmm. I have to, you know, whatever that is for you. Um, obviously there's overlap that all, you just like all shortstops, like, Hey, you have to go get that ball. Yeah. Right. There's certain players. It's like, Hey, you can't wait. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if you threw 98, like you couldn't wait here. Yeah. Like you, 100%. you have to go get that ball. Right. And also you're going to get eight up because you're not picking your hop. And so mm-hmm. the ball is playing you. You're not playing the ball. Yeah. Right. Um, and that becomes like, you know, with it. And I, I think that's what got me caught up a lot too, was when I would try to make it, um, when I would try to go and get my short hop, a lot of times I would get stuck and it'd be a mid hop. Yeah. It's like I attacked, but I wasn't fast enough to get, Yeah, you know, again, I didn't move well enough to get my, to make it a short hop. Like I saw where I needed to get, I just didn't get there. Yeah. You know? And then, so that would be a hard time, you know, for me too. It's just, and you're, you're talking about a 10th of a second, right? Like one yeah. more 
extra half foot in. Yeah. It's a short hop, not a mid hop. Yeah. Well, and two, it's like uh, our other shortstop that, that played that year, um, and this can kind of tie back to hitting too, was um, any ball that was hit hard, I would try. I, I'd almost never went back on a ball at shortstop ever. Mm. He would go back a lot. Like if a ball was just Smoke. you know smoked at yeah. him short hop he would create space and go back on a ball yeah and i would just be like i even though it's yeah. hit hard i have to go pick it yeah if i go sure. back like i i just don't have the arm yeah like there's there's a chance if he's not like three four you know mm. big daddy up at the plate like yeah you know, i gotta go get it to some capacity especially yeah. like i'm playing deep um yeah. on some of those guys but you know he would go you know create space and that yeah. was more of his option on some of those mm. balls um, but I was thinking about that and, uh, and, uh, hitting too was, um, there's a softball player, uh, and then I think she posted it today. Um, but the girl just riding the chalk line. I don't know if you saw this. And I think, uh, I can't remember if she's like Washington or Auburn. I can't remember. I saw a lot of softball clips, but either way, she's like riding the chalk line. And then right as the pitcher gets ready to start a wind up, she does her little step back off mm. the plate, kind of oh, like yeah, the Chris yeah, Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she, but she did a huge Tuk- one. Tewksbury posted it. Was, yeah. She plays for Washington. And she did a huge one. And yeah, I was just like, massive. you know, uh, I don't know what the intentions are. I don't know the whole yep. story, but just from you know, first glance looking at it, I'm like that looks like someone that either was tipped or had like some type of game plan of you know I'm, I'm gonna have to create some type some, of space for myself yeah. on that particular pitch that they're hopefully probably gonna throw here for sure. Yeah, you know? and and again, also too, I don't watch that. I've never Tewksbury is kind of when he posted it, he was kind of we were talking about that or. Someone had mentioned that too. Is like I haven't watched her play enough where yeah. that's like a normal, normal move that she yeah. just does to help her get in her hip or something right. like that. Or if it is like I'm setting you up, like I know this is coming. Yeah. Um. So I'm cheating for it, 100%. right? Um. And also too, even if you do, like, good for you. Yeah. Like that was a. Yeah. You know, again, it, it worked in mm-hmm. that scenario. Um. Yeah, and I think it becomes big. I I remember the other thing too is I used to do this at third, is um, because I had the arm, I also played back a lot. Mm. So I used to play really deep at third um, a lot. And two was I was more confident on coming in. Mm -hmm. So I would play deeper and be like, okay, if they dropped it down, I'll be like, all right. Like, and then also two, one of the years that I played, it's also about knowing your pitcher, right? Like what can they cover? If you got an athletic pitcher compared to, you know, you just got a pitching, you got, you got a pitcher that's been a PO since he was 14 mm-hmm. and like, you know, again, hasn't played, never played infield or something like that. We had a lot of a team I was playing all the time and we had a, we had a pretty good group of, um, athletic, you know, pitchers that we had going on that really took pride in like covering their position mm-hmm. and doing those things. But I remember the same thing. I was just like, Hey, I have no problem. Like I don't mind coming in and throwing for my hip and you know, yeah. I can, I, that's all good. Like I can do that. Um, you know, rather than me playing in this mid position, I remember mm-hmm. and also too. You know, a lot of times at third base, uh, there can be a really strong lip. Mm. You know, there could be a really strong lip, or they a lot of players play on the grass, like a step mm. onto the grass, and so they, they end up creating a dip because they just carve it out from like that's where they yeah. play all the Literally. time. And so then all of a sudden you get these crazy, you can get these crazy hops where it's like literally right where it's like the guy smokes it. It's like right where it's gonna hop is mm. where the dirt's bad. Yeah, right. And it's just like that's tough, right? So then you got to pick: Am I gonna play in front of that? My play behind that, mm-hmm. right? And then a lot of times, then it, then towards late in my career, I just decided to play in. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, like if if it was really that bad, yeah. Depending on where, obviously, it was messed up, I'd be like, okay, I, I'm just not going to give it a chance to kick. Like yeah. I'm just going to fill it beforehand, or yeah. their dirt is awful. Yeah, you know, and so I, I trust their grass much more than I trust their dirt. Yeah, you know? uh, and too with that, what do you think? You think that's just a maturity thing of being able to know? I'd almost say it's like calling it 
um, you know, kinesthetic awareness of knowing where your body is in space mm-hmm. and everything is like, I was the same way where, I mean, generally speaking, I would charge everything just because of my arm, but also too, there were times where, you know, your internal clock and everything, you're like, mm-hmm. man, like, you know, I don't need to charge it that hard. Right. Yeah. And then you can, you can let it, you can let the hop that you want happen. Yeah. Right. Or at thirds, you know, uh, I'm playing back, but you have to understand like, you know, he capped it. It looks hard off the bat or whatever. Cause yeah. it swung hard, whatever, yeah. but he capped it Gotta and it didn't go. come off. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever that is, you know, well, I used to also play it where when guys hit balls really hard at third, one of the things I would do too, is cause I did have that catching background is I'd body. Mm. I just like, Okay, I have an arm. Like, if I just knock it and keep it in front of me, like, I'm going to throw them out. Yeah. So that was another thing I would, I would do at third just uniquely because I played – I caught was, like, I would just – if a guy smoked a ball, I would just, like, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to – I'm not going to try to field this. If I try to field it, there's a good chance, like, I let it get past me. Right. And this is going to turn into a double because he hit it so hard. So I would just body it. Yeah. And then, you know, pick him up and throw him, throw it out across the diamond. And that's something that, like, yeah. you know, again, I had as an option too. But, again, it's about, like – I think on the same side of that, one thing that really blew my mind, not blew my mind, but like I saw it a lot and it changed my game was I didn't really take, I didn't really take mass fungo Mm. until not that we didn't take mass fungo. It was just the frequency, right? When I, when I got to uh, pine bluff, for example, and then also to it's Sterling back to back years, right? Is that we would do mass fungo every day. Mm. Right. And then when I was in junior college, it's like we would do mass fungo like two days a week. Mm. And then they would always be moving me around. Right. Yeah. So when I got right. to, yeah. So when I got to uh, Pine Bluff and then I also got to when I was at Sterling, like I pretty much settled in at third. Mm. Right. And like at Sterling, I played a little bit of second. But like then when we got locked in at second base, too, it was like, you know, I basically just stayed at third. Yeah. And so one of the things I used to always say is like, I'm good at a lot of positions, but I'm not great anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like there's no position where I'm like, oh man, that guy's a lockdown this, mm. right? Because I always just moved around. Yeah. But also other guys, like if you put him at, like we try to do that, remember I told you like Stubbs, mm-hmm. we try to move him to third and he was horrendous. Really? Awful at third. Yeah. He just couldn't play third, but he was a stud shortstop, yeah. right? Just the angles, the spin, yeah. he couldn't figure it out, right? And he just had played short his entire life. So he's just yeah. used to those angles. And so like, you know, for me, like, I, that's why I also felt like helped me as a coach when I started coaching and I was an infield coach is like, Hey, here, right. I even got to play first for, you know, mm-hmm. a good, like when I was in junior college and I, uh, I'd broken my hand also had some, um, shoulder things later in my career mm-hmm. that I ended up playing some first. And so I even got to play mm-hmm. there as well and, and, and got to just play a lot of positions. And again, but I was never like an all-star mm-hmm. anywhere. It's just, I knew generally how to play everywhere mm-hmm. and it was just a good utility guy in that way. Um, and so I think on the same side of that, that that was something that I just learned. And I think, but I, I think that also battles back against that uh, argument of like, almost like two, should I play multiple sports? Can, should I play like yeah. one? Is again, it made me generally good kind of everywhere. But at the same side of that, there's a uniqueness that comes from taking so many reps yeah. at a particular position live. And also, mm-hmm. cause again, it's a whole nother thing. I was saying this about like, um, you know, fungo, for example, is I started thinking about this with like um, outfielders is a lot of times outfielders, especially corner outfielders specifically, mm. is they're not seeing the real angles that they see when they hit fungo majority of the time. What I mean by that is like, okay, I want to hit a ball to left field. Well, the coach turns his whole body to left field and then hits a ball to left field mm-hmm. where left fielders in reality, like they're pulling that ball and they're getting around a little bit. That ball, almost every ball, again, if you're in left, the ball's hooking mm. 
or slicing if you're if the lefty's up towards the line, mm-hmm. right? If you're in right field, it's the opposite, right? Everything's yeah. hooking towards that line or slicing towards that line. And so in fungo, you don't actually see that a ton. And then if you get a machine, right, a lot of times too, you swivel the machine yep. and then you right shoot it with more backspin that way, which again, especially when it gets closer to the line, that, that there's really low odds that it's yeah. really backspun right down the line, right. right? So that was also a big thing too is like, Again, I was thinking about that the other day with like uh, outfitters that were getting kind of scrambled with that or getting turned around um, mm-hmm. when I was watching some games. Um, even when I was over at like Oregon, right? I was like watching their outfielders on like certain slappers and stuff, like getting them spun around. But it was just like also too, like how many real reps are you actually doing where like someone is like, other than like BP, I think that's why people value BP as an outfielder so much is because they get to really see live balls. Mm-hmm. But you can simulate that too. It's like, okay, hey, you can go out of the machine. Just, you know, again, you almost got to shoot it like a slider. Yeah. You almost got to shoot it like you got to shoot it where it's actually spinning those mm-hmm. directions. So they get used to it coming that way, but you still don't have the bat, right? right? You know, the angles that you can read off of the guy and like mm-hmm. you're seeing it and then you start without thinking about it, you start reacting that way. Like yeah. you start seeing the shoulders go or the hips go. And then all of a sudden you're like, you're already taking a step before he's made contact. Right. right. Or, you know, half step and you're anticipating now as well. So I think that's the other thing too, is just like outfielders and a lot of times, you take that back into the infield is you're doing mass fungo too. A lot of times your fungo guy is standing right at you or they're doing four fungos at once. And so it spreads out home plate. And then now you have a guy from the foul territory hitting you a ground ball. And it's like, this is like, I'll never see that ground ball. Like that angle and that spin will never happen at this position. Meanwhile, I'm spending majority of my, my practice fielding from that Mm -hmm. fielding from that with that ground ball, which is not my problem. Right. Or you're hitting fungo backspun, Ground balls. Mm-hmm. Guys don't hit backspun ground balls generally, right? It, it's very odd for someone to hit you a backspin ground ball. Almost every single one of them is topped. Mm-hmm. And again, it's top spinning. So again, that's when you, then all of a sudden you put on the machine and you put it on top spin and all these guys start getting ate up. And it's like, yeah, yeah, because that's like a real ground ball yeah. compared to, and again, it's toppling over. It's not backspinning and actually hopping and you're getting these bigger hops that you get yeah. off of fungo constantly. Yeah. Or even you know? like mass fungos, a lot of times people don't throw. You know, hey, just yeah. toss it back to the guy who's hitting to you. Exactly. It's like, yeah. so what angle are you creating? Back to the guy that's hitting it to you most of the time because, yeah. you know, or, you know, you can yeah. be a little bit more lackadaisical with your footwork. You don't have to exactly. get, like, you can. I don't have, your my clock's slower. Yeah, your clock's slower. way slower. And that's yeah. what, too, a lot of times, um, you know, uh, coaches early in my career, why I would say, like, you know, internal clock-wise, I was pretty savvy. Yeah. Um, is I'd understand a lot of times, you know, how much time I'd have. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, people be like, how'd you know to do that? And I was like, well, I, I didn't. My body just kind of did what it had to yeah. to beat that time. Is yeah. we only took ground balls and it was like, if you don't get it there in four seconds, yeah, safe. Well, and we Regardless. even, even too, right? Like we, we did that, but we did it like it was like our fast, we did like the fastest guy in the league. And it was mm-hmm. like, okay, the fast guy in the league is getting down the line at like three, eight or something like that. Yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, um, you know, again, so we're going to practice. You know, I remember even too feeling the difference. Like we'd go extreme. Like okay, three five. Yeah. Or okay, you have to get over there in three five. Well, three five is fast. That's fast. Yeah. It's fast. That's crazy. Like you got to get out of your hand quick. Yeah. Right. Um. But if guy's getting there in three, you know, three seven five or whatever, he's getting there. Like you know, he's push. He's pushing. Mm-hmm. It. Um. You know, and I think the average in the big leagues is like four one or something like that. Yeah. Or four it's two. Like low fours, I believe. Yeah. So, and again, along with that, right, like that's the average. You also know a lot of guys are like barely even going down the line before they get thrown out mm. or, you know, maybe they're For not sure. even moving, right? Yeah. They're in the big leagues, right? So like in college, it's going to be faster, mm. right? But again, we used to do the same thing with stopwatches where it's just like you have that. But I think that that's a, um, 
just a big thing where you start, if when you start using, it's like tech, when you use it all the time, you start to have that timer mm -hmm. that you build in and it's like, right. okay, oh, that was probably like three, six. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was probably like this. Like, that's how I am when a guy hits a ball. It's like, okay, that was probably 98. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, oh, that, that ball was probably at, you know, 25 degrees, mm -hmm. right? It's just because I measure it all the time yeah. that it's a really good way to develop that clock it. internally yeah. um, that like you have is like, you can time it in your mm -hmm. head and be like, okay, if I pat twice here, like the guy's safe, Yeah, you know? Yeah, no, and then too, with that, like the constraint, if you go too extreme, I mean, some of the habits that could be caused from it, right? Like you said, oh, you got to get in three seconds. Well, first yeah. off, like, no, yeah. like nobody, like, but, you know, we would do that, uh, you know, uh, self-inflicted uh, issues. There he is. Oh. Oh. Security, security, security. Nobody? <laughs> I don't know what he's barking at. You don't know what he's barking at. Look at him. Oh, <laughs> oh I yeah. thought. <laughs> I thought, but I was sleeping. My but we'd do that kind of like self-inflicted issues, um, you know, as middle infield. We'd be, like, how quick can we make the double play? You know, I'd go back and look, and I'd be like, oh, that was just like that was ugly. You know, we're trying to be too too fast, almost that it caused more damage. Exactly. Than good. You know. Yeah. Um, which too, and the same. Well, thing. Well, because now hitting. you're rushing. Yeah, and I was thinking about the yeah. same thing as hitting. hitting. It's like, well, if you give them too high of a progression too fast like for sure well i mean it's gonna be a mess but yeah. also too there's there's a skill set of putting them in a uh, a position in an environment to challenge it yeah. and then also to realize like you know my first 50 ground balls i took uh you know when we're trying to turn double plays at four seconds or you know i think it, we were trying to get between three eight and four oh you know whatever it was and i was like man like i don't know if we completed one for like 50 ground balls it was we failed a lot you know, until we started to kind of self-organize to the task and understand uh, this is kind of what we got to do, how we do it, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then just a conversation that I always thought was funny is we talked about this a while back was uh, double plays from second base is I almost never like shuffle past it. Yeah. Like, ever. Like backhand toss. Yeah, backhand toss ever um, because I usually had good enough feet to get around it and my mm -hmm. flips were firm enough you yeah know, the only time flip, the only time down. i ever backhanded is when i had an angle where this didn't make sense mm. like if usually second base like i was too far up the middle mm. i was like too far up the middle and i almost needed it to go forward mm -hmm. and like again like it that's like the only time like i had to be so close that the angle like made sense mm -hmm. um where other than that it's like because again like if you're tossing underhand uh the angle is like kind of to the right side of your body. Mm -hmm. But when you're toffing backhand, you can put your arm like obviously towards the yep. left side of your body and toss it more in front of them. Yeah. So it's like, again, there's a time to play. Like that's like the only time I did that. And then a lot of the time, especially as you, again, things sped up, mm. um, you know, I'm, I'm throwing it, right? Yeah. So like, again, I'm stepping stepping yeah. back and, you know, shooting one to his chest. Like yeah. it, you know, with the, the flips, again, unless it was hit really hard and it's like a routine ground ball, like double play. Yeah. A lot of times you're moving, you know, again, if I'm at a lot of times, like let's say anytime, I even have to make a half step to my left side. I was going to do a drop step and then mm. throw it, you know. Yeah. Throw it or like at short, short if I got anything that I charged on a double play ball. Yeah. Um, you know, it always crossed my mind to one hop it, especially to on turf, you know, consider if I was on dirt, it wouldn't be the case. Yeah. Um, but I would always consider one hopping it because if I was charging and I'm trying to throw back across my body, to yeah. the second baseman, a lot of times I'd arm side it right back into the lane. Yeah, I'm like, I'm Greg, you did that my guy, You know, blown up. Yeah. It's like, I would always look at one hopping it um, or like up the middle for second base because I just so yeah. rarely would, you know, shuffle pass. Mm. Um, if I'm second base and I backhand a ball, I would honestly, like I was 
I would behind the back. Behind the back. Like all the yeah. time, which too, you know, can kind of go back to skill transfer, played basketball, et cetera. But, yeah, yeah. but still it's like, we'd have second baseman that that play was just, we did that pointed first, off. I did that the first all the time on push bunts. Yeah. It's like, we like just, had, go yeah. by, it's like the only way you can create that angle. Yeah. Throw behind and that's, it. and that's yeah. where two is. And that kind of goes back to my question is like, wh- what would you coin that off to? Because I would almost say it's like, I just understand my body in space and what angle I have to create and figure out how to create that angle. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with like, hey, yeah, I mean, I think there'd be times where I'd be in a bad position, but I understand like, hey, this angle has to be created like to get the barrel there. Like yeah. I have to figure it out. Yeah, I think you have a, a, a mixture of sciences there, but I think, you know, uh, kinesthetic awareness is is and proprioception. The, the difference between kinesthetic and proprioception is um, the minutia of like, uh, or like the finite so like kinesthetic awareness is like ping pong Mm -hmm. like very fine motor skills Mm -hmm. and uh proprioception is you know body and space like there's Mm -hmm. you got to understand like your relation with where you are things in space um so and and like kinesthetics like badminton things like that like all those like kind of smaller things so i and I, i obviously i think that that's part of it but then also too i think you also just got like you know, skill that is actually just directly uh, correlated with the sport. Right. Like, again, like you're just, you've learned something specifically that you need um, on particular plays that happen to come up. Mm-hmm. And again, once you've mastered the basics, right now you're like, okay. And then you start looking at the finite, uh, you know, on the extremes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the play I really need to work on. And when this happens, I, you know, 90% of the time I just make an error. Yeah. Right. Or not an error. We just don't get that. Right. Get the, yeah. Can't get that out. So how do I start getting this out? Right. Mm. Um, like the routine ball, like we, we know how to do that now. Right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're pretty far along. We've been, you know, I've been playing now for, you know, at that point late in my career, you know, like 20 years, you know, 18 years, you know, depending on where, you know, what, what age I was when I was at those uh, schools. But it's like, you know, again, like I've, I've been doing this for a while. Right. Yeah. So I think that that's the other thing is like, you know, you start going the routine balls. It's like, you know, those aren't the ones that we're not getting outs on anymore or rarely happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that again, like we know what we need to do um, where I'm developing a newer skill or something like that, that I have a mm-hmm. struggle with. It's like, I think a little bit different. Yeah. And I think for hitting too, uh, you can go into that like approach wise, like, Oh, like typically you don't put a good swing on this ball. You don't hit this ball very hard, very mm. often at a good angle with good spin, et cetera. Right. Mm. It's like, that's a cold spot. Let's just, you know, throw, throw the terminology out there. It's a cold spot. You know, typically at a certain age, it was like, Hey, just lay off that pitch. But then at a certain point, you know, I get to college. It's like, Hey, you're going to have to figure out how to hit that pitch. You know, yeah. how do you make that pitch something not so cold, you know? I think uh, I think one of the little homies is about to pull up, but you know, yeah, yeah. But you know, one of those one of those positions where it's like, you know, do I have to close off? You know, do I, am I do I? You can wait. That's good. Tank, Tank, you doing your job like mother today? Here he is. Tank, why are you so angry? He said. He said I'm locking you down today. <laughs> These guys aren't getting me. But yeah, you know, like box adjustments, like do you make a box adjustment? Do you do the little step back and behind or whatever? Like, um, mm. you know, do you start off a little closed or are you striding a little open? Like, you know, what what is the, I guess the, um, how do you, how are you going to achieve that task essentially? Like how yeah. are you going to get your body well, in and I think to make that play? That also, that's where it comes into is like also having, you know, coaches or also players. Like I learned a lot too from playing with really good infielders. A few moments later. But yeah, no, I, I think like, you know, one of the biggest areas that um, I learned a ton from was just, again, as I got 
older was also playing with a lot of elite players that played at those positions. If that's short, if that's third, if that's whatever. Um, and I remember the same thing as like, you know, again, like Pablo used to take me through, he'd be like, Hey, like he would also take me through his routine, right? Where these, there's these balls, like, mm. again, they make a play. Like you see a guy toss a ball behind the back. Like me and you know, like, no, 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 he practices. That. Yeah. He, that was sure. the, the first, it, like people would think like, Oh, that's the first time he practiced. Like you can't train that. It's like, no, 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 we do. Mm-hmm. Like on a daily basis, like we used to practice our flips and we would even do at the end of, uh, double plays like we would do that like hey like make it flashy right and then we would intentionally flip balls backhand balls do all those other things um you know and like force that out and that would be something Mm -hmm. that we were we were doing right so like that's something that we practice like on a daily basis that you know um that you know it might be for 10 minutes but we practice it every day for the last year and then finally i get a play and i I was gonna say you know any any young coaches out there too we we had a we had an infield coach that would turn on too much sauce by migos and let us do it for like five minutes yeah (laughs) we just we just ball out it was fun yeah 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 and and again along with that or or you know we would start every day like part of our routine like we'd start every day fielding barehanded Mm -hmm. like we would start we'd start every day where it was like hey like um you can only we'd constrain it right you can only do this type of flip Mm. you can only do this i don't care where you are right and i'm gonna obviously hit it in a particular range where it's like maybe it is a backhanded flip but i'm gonna kind of hit it you know harder on you where you're scooping it's like okay well normally i would you know get my feet going that way and i would normally Mm -hmm. do this so it's like it forced me to get you know, good at doing certain things because they just constrained us enough. Yeah. And so you just build a skill set like around that, right? It's just like when you're forced to putt, when mm-hmm. you're forced to, you know, use a wedge, when you're mm-hmm. forced to do these things, like you end up getting good, um, like, you know, because you train it, I think, uh, on the, a, a large part. And I think that that was a big thing was like when I caught on to like routines and like how they trained mm-hmm. um, and then also mix that into my everyday um, and then also wa- obviously watching an elite, it's, it's one thing to watch it on TV, but like, let's say this guy is practicing this bunt, right. Um, him coming in and throwing across his body over and over and over and over again. Right. Like when they do that and you see it in front of you over and over again, like, mm. you know, again, like you start to learn from like, Oh, that's what the senior does. And I'm yeah. a freshman and right. I ca- I don't do that play very well. Um, and I think that that's a big thing that was for me is just like watching elite players play mm-hmm. and then also watching them play from the back and then asking them questions, obviously, as it happened. A few moments later. Oh, I just some of that stuff. Uh, <laughs> some of that stuff's interesting too. thinking about is like how much I did defensively and then looking back at, you know, the constraints that we had or, um, you know, the environment that we were put in and then starting to apply it to hitting as well. Um, or even to like you're saying, oh, I'd pay attention to a lot, a lot of what the best infielders would do, you know. Yeah. Um, but I was you know, also very side, observant. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, same thing. But then a lot of the best hitters that I played with, you'd be like, hey, what are you doing here? They they didn't really know why. They were just kind yep. of doing what they did. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, like this feels good, or like you know, yeah. I've, I've just always done that. And and Stubbs so, kind of like that. Stubbs was kind of like that defensively though mm-hmm. too. It's like Pablo was like very aware and had a routine right. and this is what I do. And then and then, you know, you Stubbs might be out there and his routine was I'm gonna take ground balls for twenty five minutes. Yeah. And like I'm just gonna be out here in so, BP just filling. Like yeah. I'm gonna That's field where everything. The right? part comes in is exactly. like he may not have it in his brain, but also paying attention yeah. to what he's doing, right? He's also good. For sure. You know, like there's some hitters that, you know, I'd be observant. Okay, he's doing this. You know, some one of the kids I played with was box adjustment king. Like thinks a curveball's coming, he would take a whole step towards the pitcher. Mm-hmm. You know, he would just like try to go get it before it broke. And I'm, you know, we'd bring it up and he'd be like, uh, you know, it's just kind of like 
you know, hmm. you know, I, I don't realize I'm doing it that big. Like, you know, I do assume a curveball's coming just knowing the count, like mm-hmm. watching the pace and, you know, his rhythm and everything. But he didn't realize like he would take like a full step forward, yeah. you know, and some stuff like that. Um, and then too, like his process, like when we would do that in practice, every time we'd hit curveballs, like screwed up in the box. And it's like, yeah. you know, he, he's just putting him, his body in a position that he can recognize, like, you know, when I hit curveballs, this is where be. I yeah. want to be to compete, you know? Yeah. Um, but I just think that's interesting, you know, tying that back to hitting is, you know, how differently I was trained offensively as a kid versus defensively, you know, when it comes to some of the environments and constraint, like mm-hmm. a lot of times offensively, it was just like, you know, here's BP, hit the ball the other way. You know, that was our coaching <laughs> pretty much. So, um, but yeah, no, that's, just interesting looking at the two different sides of the ball like that. But. Yeah, no, and and then again, along with it, just like any, anything, it's like just because um, guys know how to, like what they need to field when they're fielding mm-hmm. or where they need to be, same thing, like there's a whole bunch of guys that don't, and mm-hmm. then uh, they're just really athletic. Yeah. And the same thing on the hitting side, it's like, dude, I don't know what I do. Like I just, you know, I see the yeah. ball and I hit the ball, right? right? And like there's even, there's hitters at the highest level that's like, yeah. that's m- mainly where their mind's set on. So, I mean, yeah, it's the game. It's, it's, mm. and it, when you do get the, you know, usually the guys that know what they're doing also become really good coaches mm. and they really help people. And that's like the, how they had to learn, um, you know, and that could be really useful and it's great to have teammates or players or coaches that end up being like that. They can really help like in those ways, but it's not always the case. And it's like a, it's a blessing when you do uh, get yeah. that way, but, uh, spray it out, huh? Yep. Cool. Um, one second. Yeah. A few moments later. So. Uh, dear and Father, thanks so much for uh, providing again uh, today, God, and uh, just thanking you for uh, the ways that you continue to remove um, anything that separates us from you. Um, we're just so thankful that uh, we have the opportunity, um, that we have another day uh, to spend, and let us not be in uh, search to be in somewhere else with you, but be here with you uh, right now um, and be in your presence and, and know that that's all we need um, and remove anything that uh, might taint that perspective that you have for us, God, because you're always enough. Uh, We ask that uh, all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.